Hi, this is Taylor, and you're listening to the Flashcast podcast from the staff of Flash Communications. All right, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Flashcast podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm Taylor. I'm Charlia. I'm Marcus. I'm Kate. I'm Victoria. So we have almost the whole Flashcom squad here today. We're just missing Sabrina. And we are going to talk a little about, about blogging this week. So just to start off, what kind of blogs do you guys tend to read? Definitely fashion and beauty for me, of course. <laughs> I tend to read like blogs that talk about like social issues, of course, too. Um, and like funny blogs. Yeah, I find myself, I like the Huffington Post articles, which a lot of people might not think of as a blog, but definitely is, and stuff like Uproxx and Jezebel, the Post, more like entertainment-y kind of stuff. I also do, like, I know a lot of people from Kent State Post on the Odyssey, like, kind of cutesy, like, 25 things Kent State students all find to be true. (laughs) So, stuff like that, it's very shareable, and I feel like we've definitely seen a lot of people sharing on Facebook nowadays online. Right, right, right. I just kind of see what people post on Facebook, and if it seems interesting, I'll probably click on it. Most of them are the Odyssey. A lot of them are Huff Post. A lot of them BuzzFeed, if you'd consider BuzzFeed a blog. Yeah, I think I've shared probably, like, ten of, like, the things you say to your roommate every day posts, because, like, those, <laughs> those just get me, so stuff like that. And do you guys, I know something we've talked about is the rise of vlogs, especially with YouTube. People can subscribe to YouTube channels. Do you guys check out a lot of vlogs? Like, I know, Victoria, there's a lot of makeup and beauty bloggers out there. Do you check out what they post? Yeah, I look at more, like you said, vlogs, because they're, like, actual tutorials. Yeah, with, like, makeup and stuff, it's easier to see it um, visually. I spend way too much time on YouTube, let's be honest. Because <laughs> you'll click on one video, and then you're like, oh, this looks interesting, too, so I'll click on that. So I just kind of get around. There's a bunch of them I like. I think one of my favorite YouTube shows or vlogs is or it's called Superfruit. Oh, I love that. They're Mitch, so cute. <laughs> from Mitch and Scott of uh, Pentatonics. I oh, think I they're hilarious, that. so that's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. If you consider Wine About It a vlog, then <laughs> sure. I oh. spend hours watching those. Good. Matt Belisai is hilarious, and I'm waiting for him to announce the, another season because my Wednesdays without Wine About It are very sad. <laughs> I think we also like these because usually they're like super branded. They have their designated intro music, structured format to every vlog, so I think something we expect weekly from some of our favorites. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. So, I mean, I think we can pretty much all agree here that blogging is not dead. I feel like when social media started taking off, a lot of people were saying, like, oh, the blog is dead. But, I mean, seeing as how many things we read every day that we might not be considering a blog, like a vlog or a post on Facebook or something, I feel like it definitely is not dead right now. <laughs> I think social media kind of enhances blogs at this point because, like, you have the opportunity to share it with your friends and family on your social media account, so it kind of still gets it out there and it's not just sitting Micro there. Micro-blogging, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
To go off of that, I know Kate and I, when we were abroad, we vlogged. And I feel like I was so intrigued to do that myself because I had seen so many vlogs prior to when I went abroad. And that's such a big step in your life. So to hear other people's like personal experiences, that intrigued me to write myself. And I shared it on all of my social media. Yeah, something like travel blogs, did you guys check out before you studied abroad? To, did mm-hmm. you, like, take definitely. those reviews to heart? And yeah, a lot, of, a lot of the suggestions for, like, restaurants, gelato, places to go, I got a lot from seeing people who went to Kent who'd studied abroad in Florence, too. So mm-hmm. it's a really great asset to have, especially if you're planning on going, because you kind of get that student perspective of it instead of just, like, TripAdvisor or Yelp or whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to apply just to studying abroad. I know people look into just stuff like that when they're moving to a new city or mm-hmm. making a big step in their life. Mm-hmm. I, like, look at blogs before I buy, like, anything, really, like, any, like, product. Mm-hmm. I always would rather see what a real everyday person um, has to say about it. Even, you know, some of the, like, really influential bloggers, sometimes they're endorsed, so it's important to, like, do your research and really see, like, who's saying what about products too. Yeah, you bring up a good point there. People getting sponsored for posts maybe Mm -hmm. or getting Mm -hmm. free products to try out. What do you think about that? I think it's interesting. I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, I think a lot of, like, the influential beauty bloggers um, are honest and for the most part, like, what I've tried and their suggestions and stuff, I've never really been disappointed, so... I think it just kind of depends on what they're endorsing because if they're being paid... It may be swayed. Yeah. It may be swayed a little bit. I think you should always say that you're being paid and not just be like, oh, try this because then your viewers won't know if you actually just tried it to try it or you're getting paid to try it. Shout out to Tim Roberts and Law. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that's a whole, like, you have to... Misappropriation or whatever. Yeah. You have to. Future lawyer, Victoria. So a lot of us now who either are taking PR online right now or have taken it in the past are maintaining our own blogs. So how did those of you who have blogged before or are currently keeping up with one, how did you choose what topic to blog about? So mine's on global PR, and the idea came from blogging while I was abroad. I feel like I can say that I have knowledge about what other countries think about certain topics from studying there and learning about it through marketing classes. So that's why I chose my topic for online tactics. Uh, I chose mine because I love makeup and I always hear that you're supposed to, you know, choose something you're really interested in. I think it's so much easier to write about something that you're passionate about. So I really enjoyed blogging about makeup. That. It's kind of why I picked my topic to talk about like social change in, in America. And for the similar reasons Victoria chose to talk about um, makeup and beauty products is because she's passionate about it. I'm passionate about, about social issues. Yeah, I think we can all agree that you need to have passion about what you're writing about because otherwise it, you can tell if someone doesn't really care what they're writing about. And to keep up with something every week or every couple of weeks with a post it's a lot harder if you don't care about the subject. So I know Charlia has not taken PR online yet, and neither has Kate. So what advice would you guys give to students like them or other students in the PR program or even anyone who's thinking about starting a blog? How do you think they should go about that? Like Victoria and Marcus mentioned, you have to be passionate about it. Don't think of blogging as a chore. You definitely want to enjoy writing each week or however often you choose to write. 
make sure you do your research too and be able to really like offer your readers sound advice it also like gives you credibility too yeah i guess the way i blog is like i act as more of a resource um i link heavily to Mm -hmm. a lot of other thought leaders in the social justice space just to provide context around the like some of the issues so i think like victoria said doing your research finding articles that relate back to and help you tell your stories i think is will be helpful yeah i think that's some good advice charlie do you have any questions for any of us who are currently I guess, um, do you guys have any tips for coming up with ideas? Like, you have this blog and you have something that you're passionate about. Um, What have you done to, I guess, get ideas and be able to keep up with that blog and continue writing posts? For me, I follow conversations on social media. What are people talking about right now? Or, like, what are some of the conversations happening that's an easy way for me to like spark blog post ideas because I'll have my own thoughts about the topic. I agree completely because this week for Online Tactics, I blogged about Kesha and the trial that she's going through. So without social media, I mean, there's a social media campaign, hashtag free Kesha. So like without that, I feel like I wouldn't have been able to write what I thought about it without seeing how people are reacting. Yeah, I think... Um, going off of what both of you said, keeping up with current events, like mine is focused on late night comedy shows and late night TV. So seeing what all the shows are talking about and new shows that are coming out and what other people, like other influential bloggers are saying about it and just kind of following, keeping up with um, trends and like the latest updates to see what other people are talking about. And then like Marcus said, linking back to it and saying, oh, I saw this article and it inspired me to talk about this and kind of giving my opinion but also saying what other people have to say so yeah I think it's definitely daunting thinking about keeping up with your own blog for a semester but once you start doing it if you find something you're interested in it's a lot of fun and not as hard as you would think it's kind of like cathartic like you just get to like (laughs) throw your thoughts down and like it's your opinion and you can get really creative with it that's what I really like about blogs too I have a question. What other um, requirements are in that class, like, about your blogs? Um, Well, right now, we're working on our blogs, and we're integrating a resume and portfolio into it. So it's going to be, like, one website that kind of represents you and your online presence. So right now, we're working on the best way to, like, display all of our work from here and from our classes and our information to kind of show employers, like, who we are and give a glimpse into what we'd like to do with the rest of our lives. So it's something we're all kind of <laughs> doing right now, working on how our website looks and kind of, I know Taylor's been playing with her theme and the appearance, so. It stresses me out. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed it easily like 10 times already. I mean, it's just, you want it to look so well and encompass what you are trying to get across. So I know, like, I would love to work globally, like, with a global company. So for me to write about that, I feel like only brands myself more. Definitely. It's a good way if you kind of know what area of PR you want to go into to position yourself as an expert on, like, a very specific topic that kind of relates to the field. 
Does anyone have any other final thoughts or comments about blogging? I feel like a lot of news um, publications sometimes pick up stories that bloggers have started too. Mm-hmm. So there'd be a lot of times like no story if there wasn't like a, a blog post shared in mass or something. You know what I mean? There might not be additional coverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. I know even something like an open letter to the Starbucks barista, you know, how many times have we seen news stories pick up something about that because it went viral on Facebook or Twitter? So, yeah, I think we can all agree that blogging is definitely not dead, and it seems to be evolving as social media is evolving. I think um, another thing, like another little tip for the PR online people, um, don't be afraid to, like, collaborate with someone like similar to your interests or even if it's kind of like you guys have different blogs but like you find a cool way to connect them I know um, for my makeup blog I did um, something with a writer for her campus and it improves like your SEO and getting retweeted and stuff so don't be afraid to like get creative with it too good tip I agree my first week for this specific class I blogged about how snapchat is becoming such a large storytelling tool and I spoke with her name's Carly and she's an alum of the PR Kent program and she spoke at PRSSA a couple weeks ago and she is going back for her master's in storytelling and for her to be for her to want a career in storytelling and for her to just this past week pick up Snapchat I thought was interesting so to have an opposite view of what I thought you should always look at you know every angle of what you're blogging about so to have her with an opposing view I think really helped my overall post yeah collaboration I feel like with blogs it's definitely a great way so you can have them link back to you you can link to them and everything just helps improve from there all right so thanks everyone don't forget to subscribe and make sure to check out our next episode If you want to learn more about Flash Communications, you should check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Flash Communications, or you can send us an email if you have a comment you'd like to make. You can reach us at flashcom at kent.edu.